1: Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo.
0: Get 50% off your first month of any crate at kiwi.co when you use code COUPLE.
1: That's 50% off your first month at k-i-w-i co.com promo code COUPLE. And sex should not be the only way you show or are able to feel love. Mhm. If that is how you feel and if that is the only way you feel like you can show it, I think self-reflection on connection and conversation and communication and other intimacy ways um, are definitely needed. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the
0: things they go through.
1: Today, we have a very much requested part two of Intimacy. Because you guys couldn't get enough of it from the first one.
0: Yeah, we're excited to address some questions from the previous episode and also breach some new topics here. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all the participation. We had hundreds of the comments. Speaking about intimacy, babe, I have not shared this before, but... It's a thing for me to not wear shorts when we record these episodes. I know. I'm like self, for some reason, it's a weird thing. Wait, and is that today,
1: about intimacy?
0: I, it feels, that's why I don't like wearing shorts because it feels intimate to have my just legs sitting there. Anyway.
2: Interesting.
0: Uh, okay. In a, in a different sense. really? Yeah. Uh, we should work on that. Okay. But thank you.
1: Okay. Uh, Comment of the day.
0: Yes. Okay. Comment of the day is actually from the previous intimacy episode that we did. And we'll link that here as well, but it's from Katie Gilliam. She says, you both hit it on the nail in the classiest way. Every episode, uh, so relatable and always inform on topics that I've so many thoughts about. Thank you, Katie. I'm glad we could, I don't know, resonate with your opinions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, Brittany says that she loves what you said About sex, how it's not a relationship. It's only a small part of it. Yes. Yes. So anyway, thank you, Brittany and Katie for that.
1: A reminder about that too. Something that I feel very, very strongly about is sex should not be the only way you show or are able to feel love. Mm Mm-hmm. If that is how you feel, and if that is the only way you feel like you can show it, I think self-reflection on connection and conversation and communication and other intimacy ways um, are definitely needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. So before we jump into the second part of intimacy, if you haven't subscribed to the show or given a rating, please do so. We love this community that we've built. We're thankful for all your input and how you've supported us. So uh, just go ahead and just do it. Yeah. Right, just do it. Are you ready for this though? I am. Okay. Okay. Quick reminder, we are not family counselors or therapists (laughs) of any sort. So these are just our opinions that we're trying to share our story and experiences from.
1: And we are always open to learning. So please put in the comments any opinions, any thoughts, anything you disagree with. Like we would love that.
0: We truly view it as a conversation. And uh, if you have that same perspective, then we'd love to hear um, what you have to say.
1: So, are you intimacy ready? Intimacy
0: part two.
1: Here is where we're going to start because this has been requested. Okay. Pregnancy intimacy and postpartum intimacy.
0: That doesn't even exist. Is that like an <laughs> oxymoron?
1: I will say. <laughs> intimacy
0: while pregnant? This isn't a.
1: I will say, without getting into like too many details, which again, with our first episode, we made it very clear that we don't want to talk in too in depth into the details of our relate like our intimacy
0: yeah we're not trying to talk about sex in like a clickbaity way we actually want to talk about it in a yeah just like a helpful way yeah how yeah
1: but i will say that was it's something that we struggle with with pregnancy and postpartum me in particular i don't want to put words in your mouth and say you struggle with it but i struggle with it a lot just because pregnancy which we've done episodes (laughs) on this before to me, it takes away a lot of your identity and a lot of, I don't know, your body's just not yours anymore. It's not, it's it's not mine. It's my baby's. It's
0: being hijacked.
1: It's completely hijacked. And I have a really hard time being intimate while pregnant just because I, I feel uncomfortable and I feel not myself and it's hard to feel sexy, sexy and intimate and I am dealing with hormones and by the time I get in the mood, the baby starts kicking you and kicking me and it's just like, this is weird and... I I feel like I have a very hard time being intimate while pregnant and during postpartum just because there's so many. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you you won't find a t-shirt like it i love also that skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped they truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want so the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that i'm talking about it is an absolute staple i feel like i'm reaching for it literally every day especially nursing with bear it's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4x. After you place your order, select podcast. In the drop down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Hormones going on.
0: Let's take a step back because okay. you're actually talking about a broader subject, I feel like. To summarize the first episode, we defined intimacy as this deep connection of yes. actually being able to know the essence and core of somebody. Very true. And what you're talking about is the physical side of things. Yeah. But also we've had plenty of conversations about how pregnancy for you is an isolating experience. Yes. And so before we even get to the physical side, I feel like I feel like if you're gonna, you know, talk about the phases of how you get from being in a relationship to like physical intimacy. Mm -hmm. One huge step to get there is like emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. That's a first step. And I feel like you struggle even getting to that point while you're pregnant.
1: Absolutely. Just because I feel so consumed by the pregnancy and by anxiety and fear and worry of what's going on with the pregnancy. And I feel, I just feel hijacked and not in a bad way. It is such a beautiful thing. And I wouldn't change it for the world, but I do have a hard time feeling like me, yeah, where I can connect with you on an emotional, on a physical, on you know any level it is in an intimate way, because I feel so consumed by something else. Yeah I feel almost like preoccupied. You know when you ever sit down at the dinner table with your spouse and he or she might be on their phone and you, you just feel disconnected. That's what I feel like my entire pregnancy. Mm. I just feel disconnected and it makes it hard to feel like I'm really connected with you. And I think that in itself poses so many challenges when you're trying to, you know, bridge the gap of physical intimacy or emotional or whatever it might be.
0: That makes me sad, babe.
1: Don't make it. it I've never heard sad. you say it like
0: that. No, I did. I mean, it is. Well.
1: It's just, it's such a phase. And I feel like everybody deals with it differently. And some people don't deal with that at all. And they feel so connected with pregnancy. Mm. I am just not one of those. And Andrew and I had this conversation with our intimacy when I got pregnant this time around, because I felt very conflicted emotionally because on one hand, I was so excited to be pregnant again and to be talking about having a second baby and growing Mm. our family. And on the other hand, Andrew and I had just gotten to a point where I felt like I was completely me. I felt like we were so connected on every level and we had finally gotten like our groove back in every way. And as soon as I found out, that's how we had another baby. (laughs) And that's how we had another (laughs) baby. And when I got pregnant, I again was so excited, but part of me was like, dang, I already miss my husband because I know connecting on that level is very hard.
0: Not to get too philosophical, but I do feel like that that is a difficult part of of relationships and really kind of life in general is not not defining your your situation by the phase that you're in, but like by the actual definition of what it is. Mm-hmm which is our marriage. We're in a phase right now where we're taking care of babies. We're having babies. We're not, I mean, between drew being sick and getting teeth, like <laughs> we, we sleep in the same bed, maybe 50% of the time. I now. know. I know. Um,
1: and then when we do, we're yeah. so, I like separated by pillows and yeah. everything that it's not. Yeah.
0: But understanding that not living in the, the idea that, Oh gosh, I don't, I just, we, we can't be physically intimate and that's just a huge bummer. That's like undermining our whole relationship. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, if I'm defining our relationship as the purpose of uh, growing each other and growing a family, Mm -hmm. then this is a phase that helps us achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. Not like the, the phase that's going to end our progress towards it. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Which leads to the question that people have asked, which is how do you handle the postpartum intimacy? And I think for us, it's, just navigating it one day at a time. And I remember with Drew, it was a really rough time for both of us because there's so much transition going on that you're having to deal with so many different things. And connecting on even an emotional level was difficult. But yeah. month after month, week after week, it was like a challenge to both of us yeah. of let's rebuild so true. What we have missed for so long. And so it started with date nights and it started with conversations and just reconnecting on levels that we hadn't really been able to well, in a while.
0: Also it's worth noting some date nights were pretty quiet. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Right. Like, yeah. And it was, Hey, I am searching for any and every topic that we can talk about mm-hmm. that. Like we don't get upset at each other mm-hmm. that it does, you know, that I don't feel frustrated in the conversation. And it's, dude, you got to like just freaking work. You got to grind through it. You Mm -hmm. got to.
1: I think acknowledging. And hold on.
0: I'm talking to myself in about a month here as we're about to have another child. (laughs) I'm not talking to anybody else but myself because I know we're about to go through it again.
1: But to a certain extent, uh, two thoughts. To a certain extent, one, it excites me because life does come in phases. And this phase is coming to an end, which is crazy. Yeah. And we're getting ready to start a new one and there's a light at the end of the tunnel for us as far as like reconnecting and re you know, me not feeling hijacked anymore. But two, I think it's, it's very normal. People don't talk about the struggles of connecting and being intimate with pregnancy and postpartum. You read all of these magazines where it's like, I have, I have the best sex in my life when I'm pregnant. And it's like, that's not realistic for a lot of people. And I think just acknowledging that whatever phase you're in is a phase and you just work through it. Yeah. And grind through it. Yeah. And you'll get through it.
0: Intimacy is about serving the other person, I feel like, and that's how you unlock them being comfortable sharing their whole being with you. And I feel like it's a kind of a cliche concept that you can fake it till you make it with emotions, <laughs> and sometimes mm-hmm. that's needed in marriage, so showing up and like serving you even if I don't freaking want to (laughs) which is it's actually an interesting uh, contradiction with our idea of transparency and that being the most important rule in our relationship we're like we're we're transparent with the caveat that it is with the other person's you know best interest in mind Mm -hmm. so if if I'm being transparent it's like I don't freaking want to help you out right now you're being a real chotch to me (laughs) yeah that's not a good thing to be be transparent about. Yeah. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm I'm kinda passionate about this though. So. No, I think, for sure. I, yeah. I,
1: I think I think just like any phase in a relationship, you go through peaks and valleys and sometimes you guys just click and things are so easy and sometimes you don't. And I think it's when you're not vibing very well, you have to actively choose every single day that even if you're yeah. not feeling it to To be there for that person to show up, to serve, to love, to, to smile, to say, I love you, to hug, to, to do all of that because it's within that repetition that you get through a valley Reps, and things are better again. But if you actively choose to feed into that valley and say like, oh, I don't want to show up today and you start doing that, then things go south very quickly
0: there's two interviews that come to mind and then we could progress to the next topic. But one was an interview with Matthew Hussey who talks about how, you know, in order to know somebody better, it's like he views it as a little experiment. Mm -hmm. And so in order to understand someone in a different way, you have to be in different situations. And I think that's how I'm going to try to view the second kid Mm -hmm. and how I've tried to view this pregnancy of inherently with discomfort Mm -hmm. or with this experiment which brings discomfort. There's going to be some real tough things to go through. But just like Drew Holcomb said, a lot of times pain and joy Mm -hmm. go hand in hand and you can't have one without the other. So like, yeah, I mean rehashing the fact that today is, is uncomfortable. Tomorrow is deeper connection. Like Mm -hmm. you have to, you have to go through it to, to get to that next step. Anyway, those are my thoughts.
1: (laughs) I will say, this little, I don't know, tip, something that works for us is our intimacy right now is just cuddling.
0: <sighs> and it was not even that for a long time. We no. just, we've cuddled twice in like three weeks.
1: I know. I'm sorry, baby. No,
0: it is what it is. I'm sorry you feel terrible.
1: It's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry about
1: that. It's dude. okay.
0: I do love uh, you, though.
1: I love you Next so topic. Much. How to feel connected when you're long distance. Mm. I think that can feed into almost being exactly like pregnancy. Everything comes in phases. Acknowledging that long distance is a phase. Acknowledging that the only way to be intimate is not physical. Having deep conversations and...
0: Do you feel like it's uh there's overcompensating that happens a lot of times in long distance relationships where it's oh I don't see you for a month and so when we have this one weekend to spend together, we're just gonna, you know, go at it. Yeah. I don't think that's the right way necessarily though. <laughs>
1: that's what we did. It's a <laughs> No <laughs> That's for sure what we did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, was it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I it guess was. I'm not
0: remembering correctly. Okay.
1: I I think <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's the wrong way to go about it, but I I think it's just, I think you make the best of whatever situation you're in.
0: So I think as long as you're not, I think you have to keep in mind the growth of the relationship. And like, if all your conversations for the month where you're apart are about how you're going to just go at it when you're together for that weekend. And then all you do when you're together is go at it. There's no progression. Like there's no growth there. It has to be, Oh, we've really emotionally connected.
1: yes you can't make the entire duration of your long distance and when you're not long distance be about one physical way to be intimate it should be you should learn how to be intimate emotionally when you're away and then you can be physically intimate and catch up for lost time when you're together
0: all of these (laughs) this just got me thinking about phone sex
1: yeah wow
0: which I don't even know what that is, by the
1: way. <laughs> We've never done it.
0: No, I don't think I'd, I'm into it either. But but
1: maybe some people are. Maybe it works for them. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I would just again keep the idea of growth in the relationship as a priority. Mm-hmm. So
1: I will uh, encourage. Let me just let me just say this because we live in a day and age where everything, everything that comes across your phone is able to be retrieved by outside parties. Yeah. Let's not, let's not do anything there. Let's not send pictures.
0: Also, I on the idea of nu- <laughs> nudies. Nudies. The goal, like the effect of that is not intimacy. That no. is, I view that as, hey, I want to see some boobies. <laughs> so send me yours. That's not intimate at all. Yeah. There's not, there's no connection built there. No. You know and what I'm it saying? It just,
1: it usually ends badly. So let's just not do that.
0: It does, yeah. It's better probably to be on the safer side of that. Like, yeah. if you're like on the fence, maybe that's your thing. Maybe that's your thing. Send nudes if that's your thing. <laughs> Go for no,
1: it. No, no, because saying, if, <laughs> don't, don't send nudes. It never ends well. I'm it never saying, ends well. I'd,
0: I've never met someone where that's their thing, but I'm I'm just saying, okay, that's a possibility. Then, but if you're on the fence, don't do it.
1: Then let's print some pictures in at home and hand deliver them to your person.
0: Bottom line is, <laughs> I don't think that... That accomplishes that long distance intimacy. No. It does not we're gonna move help on. there. Okay. Better.
1: Um, how do we know it was time to start having babies?
0: Mm. I've heard a lot of people say, like, oh, you'll know. Mm. And that's what they say about getting married too. Gosh, this might be the the uh dark horse opinion, but I just feel like yeah, you get to a point where you're ready to commit. That's yeah. the only thing you know. Is like I'm responsible enough to freaking be married and follow through with the vows.
1: I also think too, you get to a point in marriage where you feel connected enough to your person that you are, you feel like you can take on another huge challenge. Does that make sense? Hmm. Like, I feel like you need to be with your person long enough, whatever, however much time that takes you guys. It could be a month. It could be 10 years. Kind of like talking about Matt with the talk with Matthew Cassie. You have to be able to have learned enough about your spouse and figured out how to get through conflict and arguments and phases before you take on another monumental hurdle.
0: Yeah, I mean it's probably similar to marriage, where as the individual decides they're responsible. When you're talking about babies, the couple has to be on the same page and mm-hmm. be like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna you know commit to being responsible for a child, and we're both on board with that yeah. for all the highs and lows that it comes with."
1: Yeah. Um. Was after it? large arguments or large challenges, how do you get back?
0: The idea of um, makeup sex, mm-hmm. I've never fully understood. I don't.
1: Th- I. I'm going to disagree with you here.
0: Okay. No, please.
1: Because I think you and I do something almost Same. equivalent to makeup sex. Okay. Which is, and we've gotten better at this, getting over the argument fast. Mm. Like when when you've gotten through the argument and you guys have gone separate ways, there's a very um, easy inclination to have of like, I'm just going to hold on to this and I'm going to, oh, I'm just going to feel mad for a while. Yeah. And you and I have gotten better at one of us coming to each other and being like, like I'll come and I'll just like lay next to you and I'll be like, this is my olive branch. I'm moving on.
0: Yeah.
1: Or That's- you'll come over to me and you'll hug me and just, you yeah. know. Whatever it might be.
0: That's taking reps though too because the first couple of times you do that, there's such a hurdle of pride that you have I to jump, know. right? Like, for sure. Not gonna lie, you used to not be great at that. No, but I was you, terrible you at it. But you progressed a lot. I do feel, that we should have a, a, a counselor on here to talk about how you end an argument because mm-hmm. you and I are, and I think this is where the idea of makeup sex comes up is just how do you move from having an argument to whatever's next? You and I, for the first four years of our marriage, if we had an argument there had to be tears Yeah, and then there had to be like a hug and Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry all around Mm -hmm. and then we'd move on.
1: Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? Do you remember this phase?
1: Yes. But,
0: and some people it's instead of the tears, it's like sex, I guess. But But I
1: I think that's, I think people use makeup sex as a way to regain that intimacy and connection immediately. So I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing. I see it. I see it as people saying like, okay, I want to get back on, you know, that, that deepest level of connection with you.
0: But it's like the br- it's It's, you know, for us, it was the tears was the bridge to the next phase <laughs> yeah. or the next thing that we did. Yeah. For some people, that's just. Maybe we should sex. try it out. Well, when and when I said it, I've never understood it, it's just <laughs> never been my style. Yeah. You know, so. Maybe whatever.
1: in our next phase, it will be. Yeah. How to stay friends and keep things fun.
0: We just read a. uh Today's Bible study was all about this actually. Can I pull that up? Sure. We we talked about what it was like what it meant to be friends. It's all about the Iron Sharpens Iron mm-hmm. Verse. But uh the mutuality of the deep counsel that friends can give is rare and something everyone needs. You gotta have let's see, true friendship is both re- reassuring and bracing. So his whole argument is the fact that it's like this mutually challenging Mm -hmm. relationship, whereas with it's a coach, it's like he challenges you as the athlete or if it's a teacher, same thing, they challenge you, but a friend, it's like this conversation of, Hey, that bugged me. You hurt my feelings there. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And and vice versa, you know,
1: I was going to say, I think, especially with your spouse, it's just keeping things lighthearted. Don't harbor things. Don't take things too personally. If you want to stay friends, you want to keep things light and you want to like have fun with your spouse, then you have to get over things really fast.
0: Well, for us, one, one challenge of keeping things lighthearted is the idea of this mutual conversation was tough for us when we became parents mm-hmm. because and I feel like this is part of the course where the mom has like a very clear idea of how they want to raise the child, what they want the kid to eat, et cetera, et cetera. And so it was like, not a conversation. Cause you were like, Andrew, you need to do this. Andrew, you need to do that. So working through that was, was a challenge, you know,
2: what?
1: Nothing. You know what I'm saying? I do. I, I, I think, okay. I don't know how to voice it, but I, the only thing that's coming to my mind, and I'm, I'm just going to talk about it is when we did our premarital counseling We talked a lot about sex. It was a very important topic to talk about. And I remember something that our premarital counselor emphasized was you have to have open communication and be able to hear things from your spouse and not jump to a conclusion or judgment. Does that make sense? So I think as it pertains to how do you stay friends and keep things fun. I think you have to be very open to criticism and challenges and really anything. And it has to be, you have to be open-minded. Does that make mm. sense?
0: I think there's a lot to what you just said. Actually, I got to think through it though. Okay. And I don't have time to right okay. now. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The
1: next one, how to make adjustments, how to make the adjustment after the honeymoon phase ends. Oof. I think going into the honeymoon, honeymoon phase Knowing as you're in the honeymoon phase that that is not what marriage is.
0: Well, hold on. It's not like there's a definitive date where the honeymoon phase ends. It's like, oh, we had a, our one month window and now we're past that. So what happens next? I view it. The analogy that just came to mind is like an Olympic sprinter running a hundred meter dash. Yeah. They like accelerate fast out the gates. Yeah. Just like the honeymoon phase. Yeah. And then you settle into a stride. It's like, For it's sure. just like, it's a progress of, okay, well, you know, now we go back to our jobs. And but now there's we have- also
1: so many people where, who have this thought of when the honeymoon phase is over, they're like, oh, our love has died or. why aren't we having sex 10 times a day or whatever it is?
0: The focus there would then be on this. They're focusing on the sex and not the relationship. Yeah. Right. I think
1: you have to acknowledge that at the beginning of a relationship, especially the honeymoon phase, there's so much lust and attraction and like superficial love. Yeah. That wears off, which is a beautiful thing. And then you learn how to like, you learn your groove as that will last forever.
0: Which of that statement takes a long time. The for sure. quote unquote learning a groove. Yeah. There's like but I think a igno- lot of time.
1: Acknowledging that. that it should take a lot of time.
0: Yeah. It is worth noting though that both you and I, neither of us have been super emphatic on the physical side of things. Like neither of us just like are built that way for better, or for worse. So I'm curious. I would actually be curious to talk to someone who has a different perspective or like a different makeup in that sense mm-hmm. to see how they go through this. We value because
1: we value emotional intimacy a lot.
0: Yes. Which not everybody's like that's not the right way. That's not the no, only way to
1: do it. That's how we do it though. Yeah. Okay, so the last big chunk. This is gonna be a big chunk of this episode. Okay. This is one of the biggest
0: So wait, so we just those that we just addressed were questions from the Instagram. Yeah. And now we're addressing topics that weren't addressed that we wanted to in the first phase
1: pretty much all the same topic. Okay. Which is saving yourself for marriage. Okay. Our thoughts on it and the whole shebang.
0: Well, one of the questions I see here is how do you not get scared for your first time? And I think again, when you think our perspective is like this definition of marriage is the best place to have sex, the best relationship Mm -hmm. to have sex in. And you don't have to be scared when, no. you're, when they're like this commitment. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. What, what are the fears that come with the first time?
1: My thought is TV and movies have over glamorized sex. Okay. So that when people go into it, it's they're like per- terrified that it has to be this
0: performance?
1: Yeah. That if they don't perform to this such romantic, level that it they fail with it and
0: missing out with the best part
1: yeah the best part is just learning your person and learning how to connect on such a deeper level that works for you too
0: the goal is not to make like some flick out of it like no no one's filming you no hopefully (laughs) it's (laughs) like the goal is like it is like this fun special uh event yeah and i
1: also think humor and having the ability to laugh something off in such a vulnerable place is very important. Don't go, in, don't go into it so serious. It's not. Have fun. Okay, but I want to bring up something that happened recently. Okay. Bachelorette.
0: Okay. Is this a, the idea of waiting before marriage? Yes. Okay.
1: Was watching, what was it the second episode? Okay. With Katie as the Bachelorette. And there's a guy on there named Mike. And Mike, his whole like profile that the the show had edited and his whole story was basically that he was the virgin and he is 31 years old and he classic was saving storyline marriage. Yeah. He gets set up on this first group date where they're basically playing with sex toys and having to put on this huge
0: classic, whatever, just basic storyline there.
1: It made me really sad up until that point because I felt like the show was making a mockery of someone's personal decision to wait before marriage. And as it's like playing out, I was like, man, this is just a disaster because this is actually something that is very beautiful and he's, you know, very passionate about and they're making a mockery of it. But then his time comes up to get on stage. Okay. And... Basically play with sex toys and impress Katie. And this is what he does. And
0: So Sean's seen this episode. She saw it live. I have not. So I'll watch it. We'll watch it together. Yeah. Okay. We'll play it here.
2: I'm going to grab you. Oh,
1: Oh. okay, (laughs) okay. okay. Thank you, thank you.
2: When you have all these guys going in the polar opposite direction of where you know you're about to go, you definitely are thinking I can handle this one of two ways: I can run and hide, and not show who I am. On the bed, okay? Yeah. I already got chills for some reason. Be like, it's a piano. I'm gonna show a side of me that, in my opinion, I think is what love should be. Oof. I want to share where my heart's at, okay? Yeah. To my future wife, I've always wondered what you would be like. Would you be sweet? Would you be tender? Or would you be full of fire and passion? I think it's that one.
0: (laughs) This in front of everybody?
2: Or would you be shy? We know you're funny. And last, what kind of mother would you be? I've always wanted you to feel so loved and honored. And the best way for me to show you this is by saving myself for you. Love Hmm. is hard, sometimes figuratively sometimes literally. But I want you to know is that I would wait another 31 years to have sex if it was what proved to you that I would sacrifice everything for you to feel loved and secure. Tearing up. And that is why I would be the greatest lover for you. Oh, that's so
1: beautiful. Oh my God, thank you so much, oh my God. Mike acknowledged that he knows exactly who I am. I'm going like, I'm gonna emotional just talking about it. For him to choose to be here, for me, knowing who I am, how I am. Dang. That's probably what like hit me the most. There can only be one greatest lover of all time. No. And that person is Mike. Let's go. That's it.
0: Dang. That's freaking deep. The dude gets it. Kudos, Mike. He gets it.
1: So, thoughts on sex before marriage or waiting. I am not going to judge anybody, no matter what their decision is. But I think a huge flaw and a huge mistake we make every single day in our world is we over-glamorize sex to be love. And that whole contest that they were putting on was basically prove to me you're the greatest lover. And they were putting such an emphasis that the only way she could possibly feel loved or find the greatest lover of all time was if they could perform with these toys and embed in such a, like, sexual way. And what I loved about what he said was it's not about that. It's about the sacrifice and it's about Mm. understanding you as a person and seeing you as a person and loving you as a person so much that we trust each other enough on such an intimate level to then go there. I think is so, so lost on a daily basis. And I think people jump to, I'm dating you. I'm physically attracted to you. I think I love you. Let's have sex. And that will solidify it. And that's completely backwards. Like, I think, I think sex should be the last thing because you've gotten to know a person so well that Hmm. it's, it's worth it to you to go that last step and to be so vulnerable that only you two know each other on such a deep level. So I, I think waiting is a very, very beautiful thing.
0: Dang, preach! But it's, it's not even the. It's like it's not the right question. No. Like just like he said, it's hey, I know you. Like it's it's about me trying to get to know you. Yes. And there is this idea that we're supposed to follow these, you know, animal instincts that we have in whatever way, like in in athletics, it's a thing Mm -hmm. of like, you know, get beast mode or whatever. And it's like, just be raw with who you are. And I disagree with that for the most part. Like Mm -hmm. there is, you know, when I'm lifting weights, it's one thing, but having a plan, I think having a plan for what you want your life to look like and being thoughtful for, for how to get there, like Mike was. He says, I want to have a wife. Mm -hmm. When I do this show, I want to have a wife. Mm -hmm. And to do that, it's not going to be me just like going through these motions of of what the show is telling me to do, of doing the sex act, of doing like playing with these dolls, of like doing what everybody else is doing. He's being, maybe, maybe you're thoughtful and that is the course that you choose, but he's being thoughtful and saying, that's not my course. Mm -hmm. My goal is this, and this is how I get there. Mm -hmm. So, man...
1: I, I would just reiterate that I think it is so easy to be physical with someone and to feel so empty and to be like, oh, they're not the person when you're going about it the wrong way. That's, that's, it's backwards. You should know a person, learn about a person and be so connected and so in love and it's because of that that you become physical that you will be, the physicality part of it will be so much different.
0: We got to get Mike on the show, man. I, I know. Mike. We got to get this guy on the show.
1: I just, oh my gosh, I sat there and watched that and I was so mad at the show for the first 45 minutes. I was just like, stop making a mockery of someone's personal intimate decision. Or
0: of sex. No, of sex, really. Yeah. Because that's what they were doing with the sex. I It's like whatever it's
1: i just think we make like i think we make the mistake of making it such this little thing when it should be a big thing it's such a big beautiful thing and i thought he articulated it so well
0: well with that i think we close it is um realize that every choice you make puts you on a path and think about where that path takes you as you make that choice Mm so kudos to to mike um Share some really good things there, babe. I love you. I love I you. I feel baby. like I honestly, this is, I'm saying this publicly, but to you, I love doing the show with you because we're able to have conversations, uh, we're able to have interviews, talk with other people, and I get to know you in a different way, and that's special to me. Thank so you, baby. maybe that's been part of the reason why I don't feel like we've been disconnected through this pregnancy is because we've maintained some degree of intimacy through doing stuff like this. So mm-hmm. thank you.
1: I will say though, I am excited to build back our deeper connection that, um,
0: oh, we're going to hit it like rabbits. No,
1: <laughs> okay. Don't, don't worry Damn about that. that.
0: All right. That's all we got. Thanks for watching. Uh, <laughs> if you made it this far, please subscribe to the show. Uh, clearly did something right, I guess, but <laughs> shoot. I feel like it's a weird transition. Subscribe and uh, give it a rating. Thank you. <laughs> that's all we got. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. We're the East fam out.